Good morning and God bless everyone in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Psalms 51 is considered a psalm of true repentance. And if it's one thing that I love about the scriptures, regardless of who it comes from, is honesty. We must be honest with ourselves. Let us begin. Psalms 51, starting at verse 1, says, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquities and cleanse me from my sin. Is there a sin that is easily besetting you? Bring it to God. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is forever before me. Are you being honest with yourself? He acknowledged his transgressions Have you acknowledged yours? Against thee and only thee have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mayest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. I need to be honest with myself about my sins and my transgressions. And yes, I have been baptized in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I do have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But I still need to be honest with my God. I still need to bring my sins and my transgressions before him daily. So that I can stay clean and white as possible until his coming. Let us never forget that. The baptism of water and of the Holy Ghost is not a ticket for us to sin freely and believe that we must not acknowledge them. We must acknowledge them daily. Lord, I have found myself in this situation yet another day. Let this not prevent me from walking into your presence this morning, my Lord. Behold, I was shaped in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desireth truth in the inward parts. How honest are you with yourself? How honest are you with yourself? And in the hidden parts thou shalt make me to know wisdom. There is nothing that I cannot bring to my Lord that he cannot fix. There are situations in my life that I have forgotten about that when I walk into my soul, they're there. And I say to myself, you're not staying there. I need my house clean. I need the door of my heart to stay open so that he can come and clean it as much as possible. Then and only then will he show me wisdom. That I must stay honest with him. I need to stay honest with my God daily. I am not who I want to be, but I am not who I was. 
And this is a process for everyone. Let him, allow him to continue the work in your life. Come to him humbly in the name of Jesus Christ. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter as snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness. That the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Yes, the Lord has broken my bones. He has stopped me dead in my tracks. So that I can stay in his presence. Because we as humans, we like to flight. When things become hard, we like to run. Be still and know that I am God saith the Lord and sometimes spiritually he needs to break our bones that we may understand there is nowhere else we can go but to stay in his presence and ask him for help so make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice my bones rejoice today my bones rejoice today Hide thy face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Water and baptism can do that. Clean in me or create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Yes, sometimes my spirit is not right. And I must stay in his presence. So that I can acknowledge that. Cast me not away from thy presence. And take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Hold on to it for dear life. Hold on to it for dear life. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Oh, when I wake up in the morning and I know that I am saved by his blood. My soul does cry out hallelujah. Thank God for saving me, Jesus. And uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways. And sinners shall be converted unto thee. When you allow the the Lord of our salvation to do a work in your life. Your testimony saves people. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and the sinners shall be converted. They need to know that he is alive forevermore. That he is doing a work in your life. Let those that knew you allow to see the transformation that he's doing in your life. So that they may know that God can do it for anyone. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We must come to you in this presence all the time with a true spirit of repentance, my Lord Jesus. I shall not take for granted the baptism of the Holy Ghost, my Lord Jesus. I shall not take for granted that my sins have been washed away from the moment that I have walked into that water, my Lord Jesus. My spirit and my soul must be humble and contrite and broken in spirit in your sight at all times, my Lord Jesus. Oh, Shimo, oh, no, 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 no
My Lord, here we are. Your people that are called by your name. Forgive us of any trespasses, my Lord Jesus. And renew in us a right mind and a right spirit, my Lord Jesus. Oh, we need you more than we ever have before, my Lord. We shall be in your presence and bask in it, my Lord. We shall praise and worship you because we owe everything to you, my Lord. You have woken us up yet another day, my Lord Jesus. Yes, we feel the pressure, but we know that we are in your hand, my Lord. Oh, hallelujah, my Lord Jesus. You are alive forevermore, and you shall continue to call people on to you, my Lord Jesus, creating us the right mind and the right spirit so that we may continue to draw more people on to you, my Lord Jesus. We thank you for this opportunity to be in your presence, and we thank you for all of this in Jesus' name. Let us praise you.
is our God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, we serve a great God. Amen. Worthy of all our praise. Hallelujah. Our hearts will sing. How great is our God. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to sing in the bad situations and we're going to sing in the good situations. How great is our God? Because no matter what happened, God is still great. Amen. We worship you. We praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me. My days have been held in your hands from the moment that I wake up.
for the goodness of God in the house today. Hallelujah. All my life, he has been faithful. When I wasn't faithful, he was faithful to me. It is of the Lord's mercies we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. All my life, He's been faithful to me. When I was running from Him, as far away from Him as I could, He was still faithful to me. Oh, I feel faith in this house right now. Ah, he's been good. He's been good. He's been good. Like the psalmist said, surely goodness and mercy is following me all the days of my life. I don't deserve it, but it's following me. I don't deserve it, but it apprehends me. 
I didn't do anything to earn it. I could never do anything to earn it. But it's there every single day of my life. Even when I'm weak and I stumble and I fall, His goodness and His mercy is there to pick me up. Even when it feels like I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death. His goodness is walking with me. And I did not die in the valley of the shadow of death. But I have lived and I am seeing the goodness of God in my life. In every valley and on every mountain. In every storm and in every moment of peace. In every battle and in every victory, I see the goodness of God. He's good. He's good. Amen. Amen. God is so, so good to us. I am so, you may be seated for just a moment. We are in the presence of God and I don't want to belabor through a lot of functions and form and everything, but this is the Sunday that we do stir. The Bible says stir up the gift that is in you and our young people, God has stirred up our young people ever since youth camp in 2021 i have now i was i was by the way young people i was bragging on you this weekend everybody that would listen i was bragging on the youth group for the pentecostals of new britain because i said i've never seen a youth group get a hold of god at a youth camp and hang on to it all the way through and grow and cultivate it all the way through the whole year till they went to youth camp the next year and our young people were a driving force for what our leaders of our youth department said was one of the best camps they've ever been to because things were student-led they were having to drive the young people out of the church so they could get ready for the next day they were saying listen you gotta go they were in there praying and going hard after god i am so proud of our young people and this young lady we're gonna hear from now my God, there's been such a transformation in her life. It wasn't even really her turn, but she felt so strongly about it that she was begging for me to allow her an opportunity to get back up here and speak at Stir again. And she's got a wonderful sister who said, you can have my spot. <laughs> sister Samantha, I want you to come and I want you to just tell us what God has put on your heart. She's going to speak to us and she's preaching and she's speaking to us and the word of faith is coming forth and I believe faith is going to enter and God is going to speak to every one of us that is here through this young lady. Samantha, I'm proud of you. Here you go, honey. Um, hi. <laughs> um, I got to say, um, I have definitely been changed 
throughout the years. I wasn't able to say, even talk to you in general. You'll see me, I'll wave at you. It'd be like this most awkward situation. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm so thankful I could actually speak right now. So happy, I'm, I'm up here. I can't, uh, if I, back then I couldn't see myself here right now, sitting up here. I'm like, this, is, this was not my idea of what I was going to do in the future. <laughs> but I'm so grateful I'm here. <laughs> um, if you guys could open to Matthew chapter 6, verse 26. Um, and thir- um, 27. Yeah. Say amen when you get there. Amen. <laughs> um, in Matthew t- um, chapter 6, 26, it says, and oh, this is in a different version. I think New King James Version. <laughs> Should have do that, but it's fine. Um, it says, look at the birds of the air. For they neither sow, sow nor reap, nor, uh, nor gather into bar- um, barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you, are you not of more value than they? Amen. Now, why don't you think about it? <laughs> like he said, are you not any more valuable than birds? Right? God could care for the smallest thing creature, even the plants, okay? What makes you think he won't care for you? Amen. What are you to God? I believe it says that we are his greatest creation. Amen. We are created in his image. Okay? <laughs> so I don't want you guys sitting there thinking that God won't care for you. God won't help you. Okay, so don't keep your worry, don't keep your stress to yourself. You got to tell God, because God understands. God is willing to help you. Okay, in chapter, I mean, not chapter, um, verse 27, it says, (laughs) Which of you, by worrying, could add on to his stature? God is telling us that we don't need to worry about a thing. Right. Why? Because if he takes care of the birds, it makes you think he won't take care of you. Amen. So stop worrying about the future Amen. and the past. Don't worry about the past nor the future. Amen. And start worrying about how much closer you can get to with God, with the Lord. Because I'm pretty sure he loves you more than the birds. So just trust in him at all times. Now, if you worry too much, hey, you're not going to go anywhere. It's not. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. You sit there on one problem, that one one mistake you made in the past. You're not going to go anywhere. 
Now, if you start worrying about the future, now I get you have to you know, plan ahead for certain things, but if you get so stressed out and so worried about that, that the future, then um, you, that you blind yourself, that you forget about God. You forget that he's there and he's able to help you. Right? He's willing to help you. You just got to seek for it. You got to ask for it. You gotta tell him I'm I'm um, I'm willing for you to help me. Hallelujah. I need you. You gotta tell him I need you, Jesus. Because yes. Yes. <laughs> we can't we, we can't do anything without God. God is our helper. <laughs> He's always there for you. All right, I didn't put this one up there, um, but in Matthew. Chapter 6, verse 30, it also says, wait, 30? Yes. So it says, so why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toll nor spin. Spin, yeah. <laughs> so, yes. And, wait, is that 30? Oh, okay, that's 28. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> 28. That is verse 28. All right. So in this verse, um, I believe it's telling us, again, that he cares for birds, right? He also cares for the lilies. And that he, um, yeah. <laughs> and in verse 30, it says, Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. All right. So, (laughs) think about it. God takes care of the birds and the flowers, and he's right. The birds nor the flowers sit there and worry about, worry of, or stress about the next day, or even today. Because they know that their heavenly father cares for them. How much can God love me if he loves even the smallest and and most useless creature there is? If, if you worry about tomorrow, uh, wait, if the animals or this earth don't worry about tomorrow, then why should I? And le- oh, I didn't put this one down either. <laughs> and the last verse in Matthew chapter six says, "Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself, its own things. Sig- significant for the day is it is its own trouble." So why worry when I got an amazing God that is providing for me, even when I may not need it yet have faith that God's got your back no you won't have peace if you don't let go of tomorrow um All right, I, um, that's it.
Amen. Why worry? Amen. We, we don't have anything to worry about because he's taking care of us and his goodness is following us. Amen. Amen. Why don't you stand to your feet again? We're going to go back into worship. And as we're worshiping, this is what I want you to do. I want you to take all those worries and all those cares and all those concerns that you walked in here with. And I want you to just put them on the altar of praise today and on the altar of sacrifice and cast all your care up on him today and watch what he does because i believe god is going to manifest his kingdom in such a powerful way today amen cast your cares on him and watch what he does for you the weapon may be formed but it won't prosper when the darkness fails it won't prevail cause the God I serve knows only how to triumph oh my God will never fail oh my God will never fail oh we're gonna see your victory Oh 
knows only how to triumph. Well, my God will never fail. My God will never fail. We're going to see your victory. We're going to see your victory. Jesus, every war he wages, he will win. And I'm not backing down from any giant. I know how this story is.
For the battle belongs to you, Lord. We're gonna see your victory. We're gonna see your victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Oh, we're gonna see your victory. We're gonna see your victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. We're gonna see your victory. We're gonna see your victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. You can take what the enemy meant for evil and to turn it for good. You turn it for good. You can take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Yeah. You can take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. And you turn it for good, yes. You can take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. We'll turn it for good, yes. You can take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. your victory for the battle belongs to you lord we're gonna see your victory we're gonna see your victory for the battle belongs to you Jesus, Hallelujah, Jesus, Hallelujah, God's not done yet, Hallelujah, Jesus.
Behold, I am the God that always causes you to triumph. I am the Lord, and is there anything too hard for me? Yea, I ask you one more time, is there anything too hard for me? There is not a battle that I cannot give you victory in. There is not a war that I cannot bring you to conquer, for I have made you to be conquerors, and yea, more than conquerors. So rise up as my army and allow my power to operate through you, for I am the God who always causes you to triumph, and I am taking that which the enemy meant for evil, and I am turning it for your good, and I am taking the weapons that the enemy used against you, and I am giving them into your hand to use against him for the sake of your own family and for the sake of the city unto which I have called you. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh, and there is nothing too hard for me. So walk in faith and walk in victory, for I always shall cause you to triumph. Thus saith the Lord God Almighty.
jumping and shouting us to Jesus. Amen. He's worthy. The way we win this battle is through worship. We win it through worship. Hallelujah. to the Lord right now of victory. This is making the devil real mad. He's really angry because we're worshiping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We win. 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 Hallelujah. He has given us the victory. Somebody needs to shout Jesus right now. Somebody needs to shout Jesus right now. Call on the name. Call on the name of Jesus. He Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Amen. We are not going to prolong this any longer because I believe that God has a word for us this morning. So we're going to take up our offering right now. Our youth are going to stay here in the sanctuary. If you would like to give, feel free to come up and give your offerings. If you do not have cash or a check, you can give through online giving or through our app. Amen. Let's just continue to worship the Lord. There's such a beautiful atmosphere of his presence. He is here. He is here. His angels are here. And they're warring on our behalf. If you could see, if you could feel what I feel right now, they are warring in the spirit right now because what he's getting ready to do, what he's getting ready to impart. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah.
every praise, every praise is to our God. Oh, every praise, every praise. Every praise is to our God. Every word of worship with one accord. Every praise, every praise is to our God. One more time, every praise, every praise. Every praise is to our God. Every word of worship with one accord. Every praise. Every praise is to our God. Come on and give up every praise right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I just felt an unction of the Holy Ghost right now. Why don't you turn every worry that you have into a praise right now? In the name of Jesus, every concern, every bill that is due, every need that you have, why don't you turn it into a praise right now as if God has already done it? Because he is the one that caused things which be not as though they already were. He's the one that caused the end from the beginning. And every praise is to our God. Hallelujah. Ah, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you for everyone that's here. Thank you for your response. Your worship has drawn the attention of heaven this morning in a very special way. And as my wife was saying that the angels of the Lord are here warring. She is not joking. They are here with their swords in their hands. And they are warring on our behalf. And it's not just one. But I want to remind you right now that it was one angel that went through the host of the enemy. And killed in one night 186,000 of the enemy. And uh, I was told uh, to this weekend at the Nets conference that I was at, I was it was given to us that uh, it was stated that God only sends the amount of angels that are needed. And so I know that the battle is going hard against some of us because God has dispatched a whole bunch of angels in this house. But if one can take out 186,000 in one night... What can a multitude do? Amen? Amen. So I want your faith to rise. I feel faith in this house, but I also know there's some of you that are being very skeptical. But they're here whether you believe it or not because I can see them, I can feel them, and I, I know, and God told me they're here. And, and so uh, they are here on our behalf. They are here uh, to fight for the armies of the Lord. Amen? Matthew chapter 6, we're going to read verses... 9 and 10, and then drop down and read another verse. I was apologizing to our sound folks because while we were in the prayer room, the Lord spoke to me and said that I was going to preach something different than what I had given them earlier. And, and uh, I thought the Lord was speaking just to me as he spoke right before I went to sleep and said three simple words, which I'm going to make the title of this message in just a little bit. And I thought he was just kind of speaking to me and assuring me of some things. And while we're in the prayer room, the Lord said, no, I want you to preach it to the church. Amen. I do want to honor Bishop Tryon this morning. He's in Bloomfield, Connecticut, preaching at Destiny Church. We're so grateful for his leadership, his covering, his many years of labor here. And I'm grateful that God has given him opportunities uh, to share his gifts with the rest of the world. Amen. Amen. 
Um, I also need to make a couple of quick announcements that I'm not going to belabor too much, uh, but I am going to begin uh, working a job, and for a few months, it's going to keep me Monday through Friday, and then it's going to morph into something that is that is not quite, that's not really full-time, or if it is full-time, it's more flexible, more remote, um, and so I'm going to uh, be, and if it doesn't work out that way, then we'll find something else, because I need to be available to you, but for the next two weeks, I will be in Boston Monday through Friday. Uh, actually, Sunday night through Fridays, and, and so uh, Wednesday nights will be covered by our other ministers. Just want you to know that. My phone will still be on. You can still call me. You can still contact me, um, and uh, my uh, new bosses understand that I pastor a church, and they're willing to uh, work with me, and so listen, if you need me, you call me. I'll be around. Amen. Uh, but I just want to let you know that if I'm not here physically for the next couple of weeks, you know where I'm at. Amen. I also want to let you know that while we were at the NETS conference this weekend, uh, international evangelist Charles Robinette invited Eleazar to go on a crusade with him to Bangladesh. Amen. And I believe it is from God because the way it happened was that Eleazar was asked at the last minute to go up and lead in prayer, he was not scheduled, but someone else didn't show up, and I wasn't even in the room. The Lord had uh, allowed it just at that time my sister to call me and, and, and give me a prayer request, and so I had stepped out, and they asked if Eleazar could lead prayer, and when he got up there, evangelist Robinette turned around and looked at Maria and I and said, when can I take that young man with me on a crusade? And we said, whenever you're ready, and he said, three months. Well, it turns out it's really only two months in October, and uh, we're going to be looking to raise a little bit of money. He's going to need to raise about $3,000, about $3,600 or so um, in order to go, and so if anybody would like to sponsor him, we'll share more money about where more money, well, we'll, we'll share money, but we'll, we'll share more information about that, but what a, what a kingdom opportunity. He wasn't even supposed to be leading prayer, but in that moment when he stepped into the pulpit and God began to use him, it quickened the heart of an international evangelist who said, I need him on my team, and so we want to uh, support him in any way that we can. Uh, we want to get him there. It's going to change his life, and it's going to change the trajectory even, I believe, of our church, uh, because when you get involved globally, God, God just, God changes so many things. Amen. Matthew chapter 6, thank you for standing so long. Verse 9 says, Jesus is talking to his disciples in response of them, telling, asking him to teach them how to pray. He said, after this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom Come, thy will be done in earth as it might be done in heaven, as it will be done in heaven, as it is in heaven. Can I just tell you that there is a work that is already done in heaven that God wants to manifest on earth? Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And I want you to drop down real quick to verse 33. Sister Samantha was basically reading all the verses in between my text. <laughs> and I don't believe that is by coincidence. But seek ye first. We don't have to worry about all those other things, right? But seek ye first the 
kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things because we're more valuable than sparrows and we're more valuable than flowers and grass and all of those things. So we, if we turn our focus to him, as Sister Samantha was telling us today, all of these other things that we might be worrying about, he will add them unto us. We don't have to worry about any of it if we just get about kingdom business. And so I want to preach to you those three words that the Lord spoke to me last night right before I slipped into what felt like a beautiful, wonderful coma of sleep for about eight hours. It was wonderful. But the Lord spoke it to me, and the first thing I heard this morning when I woke up was those three words as well. Simply this, thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. Will you put your Bibles down, your electronic devices? Would you lift your hands to the Lord and would you lift your voice to him right now and ask the Lord to anoint us today? Lord Jesus, here we are in this place. We're in your presence and you have already spoken to us so powerfully, but I know that you are not done because you don't speak just to speak, but you speak for a purpose. And I believe that there is going to be great kingdom manifestation in this service today. So anoint me as your servant and as your vessel today to preach what thus saith the Lord to your people. And I pray that you would anoint every ear that is under the sound of my voice right now, whether it be here physically or in the airways right now across social media or YouTube, whatever it may be. I pray you would anoint every ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. I pray you would anoint every mind to understand and comprehend. Give all of us a spirit of revelation and insight and understanding. Let the eyes of our understanding be opened as the entrance of thy words gives light today in this house. And I pray you would anoint every heart to receive and obey the word that is going to be spoken today and in the end Lord we're going to give you all the glory we're going to give you all the honor and we're going to give you all the praise because your kingdom is going to come and manifest on earth we thank you for the kingdom manifestation that we are going to see with our own eyes not only in this service today but outside the walls of this church as we take what we have heard and received today and take it to the streets in the name of Jesus die kingdom come amen you you may be seated if if you can right now i i, I believe so strongly that uh, there is a kingdom manifestation the 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 kingdom uh, is not supposed to be something that we just talk about it's supposed to be something that we manifest yes, speak i know that god does the work but he has chosen to do that work through earthen vessels. That's why the Bible says that we have this treasure, this kingdom treasure in earthen vessels uh, that the excellency may be of God and not of us it's not about us it's it's not even about this building it's not about whether or not I get credit or you get credit or anybody knows my name or whatever that none of that stuff matters uh, we're pointing everybody to Jesus but uh, God has been so faithful to us and he has chosen in his mercy and in his wisdom in his infinite wisdom uh, to put the treasures of his kingdom in these 
earthen vessels and that is not just for the ministers uh, the apostles and the prophets and the evangelists and the pastors and the teachers it's not just for those that have a license or those that have a position or those that 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 think they may be uh, have some sort of a, a, a special connection we all have a special connection with God because he gave us his spirit if you have obeyed John 3 and Acts 2 38 when it says repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost if you have received that gift with the evidence of speaking with other tongues and you have his name upon you you have been born into a kingdom and the king of our kingdom is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the one true living God. He is the sovereign God who is in control of all things. And when he gave me the gift of the Holy Ghost, and when he gave you the gift of the Holy Ghost, he put himself inside you. And now he says all power in heaven and earth is given unto me, but he has now given it unto us. And now it is my job and my responsibility to walk everywhere I walk to manifest his kingdom on earth God wants to show his glory in the earth but he does it through his people I wish faith would begin to rise I wish somebody would hear me the kingdom of God is going to be manifest. The kingdom of God is supposed to be advancing. That's why Jesus said that upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Because this church is, is not an organization or a denomination, but it is a movement. It is a moving and a living being. And I'm thankful for the United Pentecostal Church International, but that is not supposed to be a denomination or even an organization. It is supposed to be a movement because the church is supposed to be moving and advancing like an army and like a military. That's why the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. We're not supposed to be hiding behind four walls of a fort straightly shut up like Jericho so that the enemy can't come in and get us. No, we're supposed to be mobilizing and getting out into the world and saying, I'm going to go and tear the devil's kingdom down. I'm going to tear down strongholds. I'm going to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God because I have been given weapons that are powerful and mighty. Thy kingdom come. It's important that we note that it is his kingdom and not our kingdom. That's why Jesus said in Matthew chapter 4. Verse 17, he said this. This is right after Jesus came out of the wilderness and conquered the enemy in temptation. Conquered his own flesh in temptation. Listen, if you're going to manifest the kingdom, you better crucify your flesh. 
Every day I had to pray this prayer. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Every day I have to pray, Lord, I can't do anything without you. I need to abide in you and you and me, and I need your words to abide in me because I can't do anything without you. Every day I have to pray, I'm not my own. I'm bought with a price. You bought me with your blood. You bought me with your blood, and I am I am not my own I am bought with a price and therefore thy kingdom come and thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven not my will but thy will be done that's why Jesus said in verse 17 of Matthew chapter 4 as he came out of the wilderness and came in victorious over his temptation from that time Jesus began to preach and to say Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. If the kingdom is going to come and not just be at hand, I got to get out of the way. I got to die. He made us to be kings and priests. And he gave us this thing called free will. In which I get to be the king of my own life. He gave me a crown that I can wear. And every single day and every moment of every single day, I can wear that crown if I so choose. But what he really wants me to do with that crown is take it and lay it at the foot of his throne. And say, it's not my kingdom, but it's your kingdom. It's not my will, but it's your will. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done. God wants to manifest his kingdom on earth, but he can't manifest his kingdom as long as we're trying to build our own kingdoms. He can't do through me what he has promised to do through me if I'm too busy trying to do what I want to do. And so I've got to say every day, Lord, I want your kingdom to be manifest through me. I want to be a walking ambassador of your kingdom. That's what I'm supposed to do. He put that, his name on me and that seal on me and I'm supposed to represent him to the world. And therefore, I got to say, Lord, I repent for I see the kingdom at hand. The kingdom is at hand all the time. But if I never repent and die to myself, then the kingdom of heaven is not going to be manifest in me. The kingdom of God cannot come until my kingdom dies. It might be at hand. It's always right there. It's always ready. This earth first, because when he formed man, he formed him of the earth, of the dust of the ground. And so thy kingdom come in this earth first, and thy will be done in this earth first. So then I can be used as an earthen vessel that you can take out 
into the rest of this world and manifest your kingdom for all to see so that the gates of hell will not prevail because there are witches and there are sorcerers and there are strongholds of wickedness and evil and there's strongholds of homosexuality and perversion that need to come down and we've got to go out and manifest the kingdom and we've got to pre preach a message of hope that we can be delivered and we can be victorious it's got to manifest here it's all that it can manifest out there Thy kingdom come. My God, I want his kingdom to come. So I got to realize it's not about me, Jesus. It's all about you. Every day that I live, I've got to realize I'm not my own sister Stephanie. I'm bought with a price. When he shed his blood for me, he died so I can live, but only that I could live for him and unto him. And so, Lord, I take my crown and I lay it at your feet. And there are times, Lord, I know that I pick up that crown again, and I'm sorry for those moments and those times i got to be more diligent to make sure I'm laying down my crown at your feet so that I can allow your kingdom to manifest through me. Thy kingdom come. I repent, Lord, for building my own kingdom. I'm sorry, Lord, for being about my business. I'm sorry, Lord, if I've had selfish motives. I'm sorry, Lord, if I've gotten distracted doing my own things. It's not about me, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the, the song says, I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made. And I'm coming back to the heart of worship. I feel like somebody just needs to come back to the heart of worship today where it's all about him and not about me. There's nothing in good that is good good that is in me but I need his kingdom to come the word come means to arise and to make known to be imparted or to make to be seen so the question is when I'm walking in this world are people seeing me or are they seeing Jesus? My desire is that you don't see me when I preach, but you see Jesus. My desire is that you don't hear me because I'm not worthy to stand up here in this pulpit. None of us are worthy to be kings and priests with him. But I just desire for Jesus to be manifest in my life. I desire for the love of Christ to be shown in everything that I do. I desire for the peace of the Lord to follow me everywhere I go so people feel peace when they come into my home or they feel peace when I walk into a room or when I, when I come into a situation. As I start this new job and I go to Boston for training, I'm praying, Lord, let your love and your peace, let your goodness follow me all the days of my life. When I walk into that place, let people understand that Jesus is there now and things can be different for them. 
I want people to feel the hope that we find in Christ because I got the Holy Ghost and the Bible says that, that the Holy Ghost is righteousness the kingdom of God is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost amen so the kingdom of God is going to be manifest and it needs to be righteous and it needs to be peaceful and it needs to be joyful and that needs to happen everywhere that I go thy kingdom come In Matthew chapter 10, I feel the presence of God so powerfully here. Matthew chapter 10, you see Jesus went about manifesting the kingdom. Matter of fact, we're going to go back to Matthew chapter 4. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're going back to Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. This is what Jesus did. He, he said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. But then as he continued... It says this, verse 23, Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues. And look at this, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Thy kingdom come, right? He went preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And look what he did as he was preaching the gospel of the kingdom. These are the things that come along with the gospel of the kingdom. This is kingdom manifestation happening. Because everywhere I go, I ought to see the manifestation of the king of the kingdom that lives in my heart. And it says this, he, he went about preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing all manner of sickness. And all manner of disease among the people. Healing is something that is a kingdom manifestation. And it is supposed to go wherever the members of the kingdom are. Healing is supposed to go with us. Wherever we, Jesus went about preaching the gospel. And while he preached the gospel, healing was present. That's why in the scripture it says that the power of the Lord was present to heal them. The reason we don't see healings is not because he's not able to heal. It's because we're not listening the way we should be listening to the preaching of the gospel. And maybe the reason we don't see it is because we're not allowing him to manifest through us. Because we're busy building our own kingdoms and wearing our own crowns. But it's got to be thy kingdom come. And everywhere I go I preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and his kingdom. It's a kingdom. Not an organization. Not a denomination. By the way, a kingdom is a monarchy. Not a democracy. The kingdom of God is not a democracy. You don't get a vote. He's the king. What the king says goes. You got an opinion? You can let him know. But if it doesn't line up with his, it's got to go. I'm not making any friends today, am I? It's all right. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to build a kingdom. His kingdom. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done. I don't get a vote. If he says go over there, I don't get a vote. I got to go and do it. I should be compelled to do it. God says do that. I just need to go do it. If I don't, I just picked up the crown and put it back on my head and decided to be the king of my life for a moment. How does that work out for you? Never works out very good for me. Never works out very good when I try to do my own thing. 
But if I do what he tells me to do, his kingdom manifests itself every time I do what he tells me to do. One way or another. One way or another. His kingdom manifests itself. And so there ought to be healing where we go. And we ought to have the confidence to pray for people to be healed wherever we go. Because the king of our kingdom is a healer. And we work for him. And when we work for him, we've got all authority that he had. He delegated it to us. Therefore, these signs shall follow them that believe. Come on, somebody. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You ought to have the, the confidence and the faith and the ability and the boldness to go ahead and say, oh, oh, you're hurting right now? I rebuke that pain in the name of Jesus Christ. I, I know a healer. I ought to be able to go ahead and say, listen, I'm going to lay hands on you right now and you're going to be healed and speak a word of faith to somebody. And it's not up to you whether or not they're healed or not. It's up to the king of the kingdom, the healer. You're not the healer. You're just an ambassador of the kingdom. So do what he told you to do and let him do what he said he's going to do. And look at this in verse 24. And his fame. As I go about preaching the gospel, it's his fame that's supposed to go throughout the region, not my fame. There's sometimes I stand in a pulpit and I wish I could literally just do this and, and just hide because I don't want people to see me. I don't want people to see me. I want them to see Jesus. I don't have a kingdom. I'm just a servant in his kingdom. And I'm thankful for the opportunities he gives me. The last few weeks I've been able to preach in Maine and Rhode Island. And God has just done great things. And it's been awesome. It's been a wonderful thing. But I didn't do anything to deserve those open doors. I just walked through them because he's the one that shuts. That opens and no man can shut. And shuts and no man can open. And so I just, I just try to walk through the doors that he gives me. And as I walk through the doors that he gives me, he walks with me. If I try to kick doors in, he's not going with me. So, it's all about Jesus. And his fame needs to spread everywhere that we go. You know, you, you, you go to a, a conference and you, you preach or you teach or whatever. And God does great things and people want to come up and they say, you know, all this stuff. And I... You know, I, I don't want to be false, have false humility, but I try to, I just always trying to point them back to Jesus. And I believe this morning that God is going to manifest his kingdom in a powerful way in this service. But I, I want to stand here right now and say I'm not doing any of it. It's God manifesting his kingdom. Somebody's going to be healed in this house today. I speak it right now. I speak the word of faith right now. Somebody's going to be healed right now. And somebody's going to get a miracle right now. Somebody's going to get a breakthrough you've been praying for for a long time. God is going to do something. His kingdom is going to manifest in this service. But I'm telling you right now, all glory goes to God because it's not me. It's him. He's the king. I'm not anybody. I'm just a servant of the king. And they brought unto Jesus all the sick people 
See, I, I only want to be famous in the sense of people see Jesus in me so that they'll bring me people so that I can have opportunities to pray for people that are sick. So I can have opportunities to speak with people that need deliverance and pray for them and see the chains fall. I only want to, to, to uh, be known as someone who is connected with God. Elijah would say it like this, the God before whom I stand. If I have a testimony, I simply want it to be that I stand before the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and I serve him and I walk with him. Enoch's testimony was that he, that he pleased God. I just want to please him. And so when God gives me an opportunity, I'm going to walk through it. And by the way, it's not just me because I have a ministerial license or because I'm the pastor. God wants to do it through you as well because you've got the same Holy Ghost that I've got. And you're part of the same kingdom that I'm a part of. And you're equal in rank and structure with me just because I'm the pastor doesn't give me special privilege. You have the same Holy Ghost I have and you have the same power that I have and you have the same ability to allow the king of the kingdom to manifest through you as I have. Amen. So thy kingdom come and thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. They brought to Jesus all that were sick. See, I, I want people to know that I walk with Jesus so that sick people can come so that Jesus that I walk with can heal them and touch them and then they can go out and do the same for somebody else and they can start walking with Jesus. Thy kingdom Come. That people, the sick people were taken with divers diseases, and look at this, and torments. That speaks of sickness of the mind. Anguish of spirit and mind. But I serve a God that is not only able to heal physical diseases, but he's able to heal mental, mental illness. He's able to deliver from depression and bring joy. Listen, you, you got depression. What you need is a dose of the Holy Ghost. Because Holy Ghost is righteousness, peace, and joy. It's the kingdom of God. And so God is able to deliver from depression. And he will. He wants to. Because it's not the will of God that you're depressed. It's the will of God that you have joy. It's not the will of God that you would be weak. It's the will of God that you would have joy. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. And so you're, you're going to encounter depressed people. Because the world is tormenting them. And the enemy is tormenting them. But the people are going to come to you. That are in torment and mental anguish. And you've got the answer. You've got to be able to say in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Be free from that depression and receive the joy of the Lord and the peace of the Lord. I know that torments can be bad and that and mental anguish can be bad. And it, it comes at you like a storm that's rocking your boat left and right and you think you're going to die. But Jesus is the deliverer. Oh, come on. I know Jesus is my deliverer. I know because he delivered me. He's the healer, I know, because he healed me. I know he can manifest his kingdom out there because he's manifested it in my life over and over and over again. I haven't even told my family this yet. Sister Ellen was there. I'm believing for the full miracle to happen, but there was a deaf man at the Nets conference and... 
I prayed with him. And as I was praying with him, his right, he had his left hand raised, but his right hand was just kind of here at his waist. And as I'm praying with him, I stopped and I whispered, if you can hear me, raise your right hand. And his right hand went up. Now, I'm not claiming that he got completely, all his healing got completely restored. But I'm telling you, he was deaf. And when I whispered with no microphone, because I wasn't preaching, I didn't have a microphone. I was just working in the altar, trying to be a servant in the kingdom. And when I whispered from a little bit away, and it was loud in that place. There was music going. It was thumping in there. It was loud in there. And I whispered, not even right up next to his ear. I was, I was standing about six to eight inches away from him at least and just whispered, if you can hear me, raise your right hand. And his right hand started going up. I'm believing that God began a healing that is going to be an absolute, complete healing in that man's life. Not because I'm anything, but because he's everything. Not because I could do anything, because I could do nothing without him, but with Christ I could do all things. I just want thy kingdom to come and thy will to be done in earth as it is in heaven. Healing has, been ta- has already been taking place in heaven and it needs to manifest in earth. Deliverances have already been taking place in heaven and they need to manifest in earth. The revival that God has been promising New Britain has already been taking place in heaven and God is going to manifest it here on earth when we get outside the four walls of this church and start going out there every single day. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. I'm walking in the grocery store. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. Lord, where's a kingdom opportunity? Where's that? Where, where's a person that's hurting? Where's a person that's got needs needs healing? Where's a person that needs the Holy Ghost? I'm looking. I'm trying to get my radar on so I can find out what's going on in the spirit, and I can say, Lord, here I am. Send me. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. I'm going to come back from Boston with testimonies of people that got the Holy Ghost and got healed. I'm guaranteeing. I'm speaking a word of faith right now. I'm going to go to Boston, not because I'm anything, but because I'm simply saying, Lord, thy kingdom come. I'm going to make it the focus of my life, and the kingdom of God is going to manifest in Boston while I'm there. But I'm not going to wait till I get there. When I go out to eat this afternoon, I'm going to be having my ears on. Jesus, who do you want me to pray for? Who do you want me to witness to? Who do you want me to invite to? church who do you want me to teach a bible study to who do you want to heal right now thy kingdom come because everywhere we go in this earth there are hurting people and sick people and tormented people and that is not the will of god so thy kingdom come and thy will be done let them be healed let them be delivered let them be set at liberty The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to set at liberty them that are bruised. And the Spirit of the Lord is upon you to do the same thing. Thy kingdom come everywhere I go. Everything I do, thy kingdom come. And those that were possessed with devils got free of those devils. 
I was at Nets, and I began to remember a, a moment when my family and I, I think it was just Eleazar and Maria and I, maybe, maybe Lucy was with us. I can't remember exactly who was with us. We are walking in Walmart, and this guy walked by us, and immediately we knew he was possessed with devils. And we just kind of looked at him like, You know how I've been tormented by that ever since? I have no reason to fear and no reason to cringe. But that really isn't the point. That was a kingdom opportunity that I missed. Instead of allowing the Lord to manifest his kingdom through me, I just walked away. Jesus never let that happen again. I'm not my own. I bought with a price. I can't be so caught up in my own world, in my own agenda, in my own time, in my own schedule that I can't stop for a kingdom moment and let the kingdom manifest through me in a moment in time. It doesn't take long to cast out a devil because I've got authority over every devil. And there's not one devil that is high enough or strong enough or even a legion of devils that is strong enough to stand against the name of Jesus. And because you have the name of Jesus and you have the spirit of Jesus living inside you, you have all the power that Jesus has and you have a relationship with him and you're walking with him, then all you've got to do is say in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, come out of him. And then they'll be filled with the Holy Ghost. And don't cast out a devil and then leave them empty. Pray them through to the Holy Ghost. Because if you don't, that devil that you cast out is going to come back with seven more stronger than him. And he's going to be worse off than he was before. But I'm telling you right now that you've got the power to cast out devils. These signs shall follow them that believe. You've got the same Holy Ghost I've got. You can do it too. The kingdom come. I'm committed. I'm not walking behind it by, by a devil-possessed person when I know it and, and not try to cast them out in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm going to go ahead and do it. Yes. The kingdom come. I'm not scared of them. I'm not worried about it because I'm not the one that's casting them out anyway. It's God that's doing it. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Here's, that's the deal. That's, that's the problem is the reason we're, we're afraid to cast out devils or we think we can't do it is because we're not submitted to God. Because God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. But if I submit to God, I can resist the devil and he'll flee from me. But if I'm operating in pride and I'm wearing the crown of my own little kingdom, he's going to let me say, okay, you want to build your own kingdom? Go ahead and build your own kingdom. That's what happened to the sons of Sceva. That's right. They were still wearing a crown. They were trying to use the name of Jesus that Paul preached, but they didn't have a relationship with Jesus. And, and they, they were trying to build their own kingdom, and they were trying to wear their own crowns. But the difference is, is that Paul had laid his crown a long t- down a long time ago, and he wasn't out there. He said, I, I profess to know nothing among them but Jesus Christ and him crucified. 
And because I know Jesus Christ and him crucified, he is the one that cast out devils. He is the one that has all authority. He's the one that saw Satan cast down like lightning. I don't have anything to worry about. Those which were lunatic, those that has the palsy, he healed them all. All manners of diseases, all manners of sickness, all manners of devil possession, all manners of lunacy, all manners, he did it all. And that same Jesus lives in you today. I want you to stand with me, please. There's an urgency on me to see thy kingdom come today. Because I don't even really have to do an in-depth study of the end times to realize the times that we live in. Matthew chapter 24 gives us a great outline. I heard this at Nets this weekend, and I feel like I need to share it with you. He gives us a great outline of all the end time signs, the wars and the rumors of wars and all this stuff and all these different things, earthquakes in divers places and all this crazy stuff that's happening, right? I don't think anybody here would argue that we're in the end times one way or the other. I don't know what stage of the end times we're in. I'm not going to get into all that stuff because this is what really matters. Jesus says, and this gospel of the kingdom thy kingdom come this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness for a manifestation Unto all nations. And then shall the end come. We, see, we sing songs like I can hardly wait to see Jesus. Or I'll fly away. Or oh I want to see him. Or we sing about soon and very soon we shall see the king. And I love those songs. And it's all true. And I love it. And I, I want it. I, I, I want to see Jesus too. I want to I wanna go to heaven too. I want to get there. I want to I wanna be with him. I want to walk the streets of gold. I want to do all that stuff. But none of that's going to happen. Until this gospel of the kingdom is preached in all the world as a witness or a manifestation unto all nations. So if we want to hasten the coming of the Lord, we better pray like Jesus told us to pray. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done and if we want to hear that trumpet sound and go up to be with him and we want to hasten that day then we better get out there and be about the father's business and start manifesting the kingdom everywhere we go that's why it says in ephesians chapter 5 see then verse 15 see then that you walk circumspectly that means with wisdom being aware of things not as fools but as wise look at this redeeming the time 
because the days are evil I know the days are evil and they're going to get more and more evil until Jesus comes back again. But the fact that the days are getting evil ought to make me want to go out and preach the gospel even more. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. This gospel shall be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations. And I'm going to be one of the ones that does it. What about you? Redeeming the time. It's time to take care of, take advantage of every opportunity that we have. Come down to this altar right now. Here am I, Lord, send me. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Here I am, Lord. If you want to be a part of this last day revival, there's plenty of room down here in the altar. You want to be a part of the kingdom manifestation that's coming. That's it. Make your way up here right now. Come on, start praying in the Holy Ghost right now. Start praying in the Holy Ghost right now. I feel faith rising. I feel faith rising. I feel faith rising in the house right now. Let your faith rise as you pray in the Holy Ghost. God, I lay my crown down. I lay my crown down. I lay my crown down. I don't want to be about my kingdom business anymore. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it. When it's all about you, it's all about you. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. The kingdom come. Come on, come on, come on. Reach out to the Lord right now. Open up your mouth and reach out to the Lord right now with a fervency, with a desperation right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. God wants to manifest his kingdom right here in this house so he can go out and use you to manifest his kingdom out there. I speak faith right now. I speak faith right now. I speak faith right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I hear the sound of crowns that are being laid down right now. I hear the sound of crowns that are being laid down at the foot of Jesus right now. I hear those sounds right now. Oh, I hear sounds of repentance right now. Jesus, I'm sorry. Oh, Lord, I'm sorry for ever making it about me. It's never been about me. I'm sorry, Lord. It's all about you. It's all about you, Lord. It's all about your kingdom. It's not my kingdom. 
I don't even want this crown anymore, Jesus. I give it back to you. I don't ever want to see it again. I give it back to you, Jesus. That's it. That's it. That's it. Come on. Come on. Come on. Let a cry of desperation reach up to heaven right now. Oh, Jesus. I need you. I can do nothing without you, Lord. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. Now, now, I want everybody's attention right now. If you need some sort of kingdom manifestation in your life right now, if you need a healing, if you need a miracle, if you need a deliverance, I want you to lift one hand to the Lord right now. Now, lift that, keep that hand there. Now, the rest of you that don't have your hands in the air right now, I want you to look around. This is an opportunity for the kingdom to manifest right now. I want you to look around and see those that have their hands in the air right now. I need everybody's attention right now. I want you to see the hands that are in the air right now. These are representative of those who need a kingdom manifestation in their life, whether it be a miracle or a healing or whatever. This is what I want you to do. If you don't have your hand in the air and you're ready to be used by God, I want you to go up to one of these people that have their hand raised. I want you to ask them what they need Jesus to do for them. And I want you to agree because the Bible says as many two of you agree as touching anything. You'll have what you ask. So I want you right now look around and go walk up to somebody that has their hand raised right now. And I want you to ask them what, what is the manifestation that they need. What is the miracle that they need right now. Come on. Be bold. Be bold. Be bold. God is going to use you. God is going to use you right now. Because you laid down your crown. Now he's got his crown upon you. He is going to use you right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You are released and you are loose to operate and manifest the kingdom right now. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Pray the prayer of faith over them right now.
search much deeper within through the way things appear you're looking into my heart i'm coming back to the heart of worship when it's all about you it's all about you It's all about you, it's all about you, Jesus. This is my desire. worship you all I have within me give you praise all that I adore is give you my soul I live for you alone every breath that I take every moment I'm awake Lord have your way with me Lord I give you my heart I give you my Every moment I'm away 
into my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake. Lord, have your way with me. It's a perfect song to close out a service after a message like this, but I want to. I want to challenge you. Everything that's happened here is great. It's awesome. But it wasn't about what happens in here. The only right response to a message like this is to take what you've gotten in this place. There have been things that you have received. There has been an impartation that has come into your, into your spirit today. There has been a challenge that has been issued. And that is for you to go out and manifest the kingdom out there. So I want your prayer every single day to be, Lord, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. In earth here, as it is in heaven, so that it can be done everywhere I go. And I want you to be aware of every kingdom opportunity. Because what God also did in you is he made you more sensitive today. And when you begin to see something that grabs your attention, and when you begin to feel compassion, when Jesus was feeling compassion towards the multitudes, it was always a prelude to a miracle. And so if you're out there and you start feeling compassion for somebody, you go and pray for them, and God is going to use you to manifest the kingdom in that moment, in that hour, in Jesus' name. Let's worship just a little bit more.